recorded live.
can't get on the other line, so I got to go here. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study Intercessor Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hello, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Minister Shauna. Good evening. Minister Lashana? My, my, my. All right, she, um... You guys able to hear me? I hear you, Pastor, yes. Okay, all right, just want to make sure. Let's wait for some folks to dial into the prayer line. Yeah, the circuits are busy on the other prayer line. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to see who's on. Uh, okay. Minister Lashana? It looks like she can hear us. I know if you call the other prayer line, Pastor, they're saying the lines are very busy. Um, well, I'm, I'm connected to that one. I'm connected to the prayer line. Okay. Maybe uh, no, I'm, I'm here. I might as well stay here. Yes, yeah, that's fine. Minister Lashana, can you speak? Um, so. Hello. Okay. Um, we can hear you. <laughs> Minister Lashana? She can't hear. I don't understand. Hello? Maybe she needs to get on this one. Somebody needs to be on the prayer line in order for this to work. Oh, okay. Colors on the conference line. This needs to be connected in order for it to work. I can't hear the music all night. 
problem because nobody else has logged on. Have the service on on um on talk show. Okay, Sister Andrea just logged in. Um, Sister Andrea, can you hear us? Sister Andrea. Oh boy. What? Okay, Miss Lashana came on and she's off. All right, let me call that other line because I can always come back to this one. Let me call yes. and see if I can hear you all. Okay. Yes. Try that. Thank you, Prophet. Yes, ma'am. What line is that, Pastor? Is it the talk show line? Because that's where I'm at, on the talk show. Well, I'm on both. I'm connected to talk show and the prayer line. I'm about to see if I can log in and see what what you're saying. Yeah. It's showing me as being logged into the conference line, and I'm also, the fact that I can hear you means that I am logged into the the, uh, talk show line as well. Sister Andrea, can you hear us? If you're in a noisy background, just um, unmute for a second to let us know that you can hear us. Pastor, Pastor, I called the number. It says all circuits are busy right now. Try it later. So I don't know what's going on. I'm able to hear on the line, on the computer, and then talk to you. I'm able to hear all of it. Uh, I was on the line, but it says all circuits are busy, so I had to call on talk to you. I was on the line. Yeah, I just called that and I came right through on my home phone and my cell phone. Well, there's a problem somewhere. Yeah, there is. I don't understand. That was a lie. Okay, so I got um, kicked out of TalkShoe. Um, Sister Andrea, did you connect TalkShoe? Yes, Pastor, I just connect because when I, I dialed in at first and I I'm hear the music. So... Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I was in TalkShoe and um, 
I I got kicked off and I couldn't dial back in, so I wondered who dialed in. So now we know. Yeah, because I when I, I like I said I dialed in, I didn't hear anything. I was I was here watching everybody. Minister Lashana couldn't hear us. Um, Prophet Bob and I were trying to get his att- her attention. She couldn't hear us. Then you came on. We tried to get you to get your attention. You couldn't hear us either. Yeah, so I can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you, Minister Lashana. Um, Prophet Bob or uh, Minister um, Erica, can you guys hear us? I yeah. hear you on this call, on talk show. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that means you are connected to um to the the prayer line as well. Awesome. So we we are good to go now. Okay. Well, I'm not. I've been I've been on the line since 7:55. I know. I've I've been since 8:55. I've been watching you. We've been talking to you. And I hadn't heard. Have not heard anything. <laughs> anything. I know. Amen. Amen. Oh my. Well, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, is Elder, uh, has Elder June been able to get connected on? Uh, yes, Minister. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, prop, have we opened up yet? Since I've been having trouble getting online. No, ma'am. Okay. Well, Prophet Bob, would you like to open us up in prayer? I'd be honored to. Thank you. Father, thank you for tonight. I ask you to forgive me of every sin that I've committed since I repented earlier. Wash me and cleanse me in the precious blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. We're here tonight, Father, gathering in one accord to be blessed by the Word of God tonight. Mm, I love this ministry where Where can you go and hear the Word of God nine times per week? And boy, Father, that I'm grateful for. Someone might be on the call, somebody might be on talk show, and they have a need. Tonight, Father, their need will be fulfilled just by thus saith the Lord tonight. And Father, bless everyone that came. We've got people that are trying to get on, and we ask that you would make a way where there seems to be no way and get them on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for safe travels today for Pastor Marine and family as they were out and about, and you brought them home safely. We're ever so grateful, Father, you brought her home and her family members. Continue the work in their life that you are doing, O oh God. Thank you for the open doors that are about to bust loose for them so that they can minister to God's people and to the sinner out in the world. Father, as I look about tonight, I heard you say World War III. I pray tonight that the hand of God would stay on America, Canada, England, and around the world. And I ask that you would have mercy tonight. And that World War III will not come about until it's the set time. And Father, I pray that you have divine protection over your people tonight, over our children tonight. Let the Holy Ghost arrest us with divine protection 
as we go out and about our day, Father, doing what you've called us to do. We love on you tonight because you're in our presence, and we love you because your presence is here. Father, we love you tonight. We give you the glory. We give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Uh, welcome, good evening, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. Uh, this is Sister Lashana. Again, I am thankful, uh, thankful tonight that we're all on the line. And um, those who are just joining us, um, I have to give God praise. Uh, I'm going to open up the line for testimonies and praise reports, but uh, I feel like I'm going to... Um, I'm going to start off with my praise support. Um, God has been good to me, y'all. I, I can't complain not one bit. And so tonight I'm going to give him praise. See, sometimes we don't give him praise for the little things. Like giving, I give him tonight praise for grace and mercy. Because this thing, grace and mercy, that seems me, seen me through a whole bunch of stuff in my life. And I got to give him praise. And right now we had a time, we had a time right now, I think in America, we're very... It, um, I don't know where other people are hiding there, but where I am is kind of, it's a little tense. So I'm giving God praise. Some things God has, you know, God has our hand, has his hand on each and every one of us. He knows they're exactly what's going to happen, what's going to come. But I'm going to give him praise. I'm giving him a now praise. What and he there. has done in my life right now, what he has done before, and what he will do in the future. So I'm giving him praise. Because, you know, in his, pra- in his praise, if you start giving him praise, he will show up and respond. So I'm giving him a praise tonight because I praise him for grace and mercy. I mean, when I had stuff, I never could understand what would happen. But with a simple prayer, Lord, help God. God was, Jesus was right there in the midst of my storm. God was right there watching me every single time. And I got to give him praise tonight. So... That's my testimony tonight. So tonight, um, I will hope we fill this air atmosphere with our testimonies and with our praise and open our hearts because y'all know time is getting time is getting short. Amen. Um, that's all. I mean, I'm just being honest. Time is getting short. Let's just, get, you know, that's all I got to say. So I'm gonna open up the line right now for. Testimonies and praise support. Good evening, Minister Lashana. Good evening. Uh, I, I'm with you. Um, time is winding down, and um, we just don't have a lot of time for a bunch of foolishness. Amen. We just gotta get things get things rolling. This is time out for all the just stuff that ain't for God and ain't about God. And if we can't do it together, like He said. Let's reason together, you know. Um, it's what we need to start doing right now, like right now. Because everything else just doesn't matter because we see how things are going. We see how it's going on in the world right now. And, and and if we don't have it together where we're supposed to have it together, it's just going to – what, what can we do about it? No, no need to complain. No need to – 
Well, we're not supposed to murmur anyway, but at the same time, like if we can't get it together, then how we expect anybody else to get it together? If we're in the body of Christ, then we can't get it together. So it's just I'm glad um, my one, part of my praise report is that we are here on Simple Words Ministries, and I love that this is where, you know, God is. This is his ministry, and I love what he's doing in this ministry. And, um, and I thank him for also that he knows what he's doing at all times and that we have to just trust him, you know. And I, I thank him for just the different services that we have on here to just keep learning and keep growing and, and knowing what to do and, and heed to his instructions. It's not like we don't get the instructions to heed his instructions, you know, and I love that. And um, I love that. Um, I praise him for giving my daughter and my granddaughter traveling mercy. They they gotten home. They've gotten home safely, and I had an awesome, awesome time with her for that whole month. You know, for those five weeks, and and it was just such a great time. And um, I'm glad tonight is Monday. <laughs> you know, the June Malcolm is here, and uh, I'm just happy. I'm just happy, and it's just that we need to get together and just have things right and, and finish our mission to, you know, and, and keep praying. We have to keep praying, you know, because we know that God knows what he's doing. We know that, that, that God has it the way he wants to have it, but at the same time, he still wants our prayer life to be stronger and our walk to be stronger. So amen. Uh, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. The line is open for testimonies and praise reports. Well, I want to thank the Lord. I went out to my car today, and I smelled gas. But I didn't think it was my car. I thought it was somebody else's parked next to me. So I let it go. I went to Dunkin' Donuts for about an hour. And I came home, and I smelled it again in my car. And... uh I waited about an hour and a half, went down to the mailbox, and I looked out, and I got a gas leak in my car. So I want to thank God for his divine protection, because having a gas leak in your car is no joke. And so I want to thank the Lord for getting me home safely today. And I'm going to wait and see and evaluate what I'm going to do about getting it fixed. And I praise God for his divine protection over me as I was out and about today with the car, even though it was leaking gas. God bless. Amen. Amen. The line is open for uh, any more testimonies and praise reports. Amen. Uh, just letting know everybody, you know, in September, we will be where? In Canada! Yay! Okay, I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Um, y'all don't know how long I've been wanting to get to Canada, so I'm I'm happy. So, <laughs> that's I'm happy with Jesus <laughs> Okay, everybody at work know that I've been talking about Canada, Canada for the last two months. That I was, before even... Before even Pastor Marine said we were going to Canada for uh, some words ministry, I, everybody at work has. I've been planning my my what I wanted to go see in Toronto. I had 
and they're laughing at me at work. So, because <laughs> they have to hear me talking about, I mean, I'm looking at the travel ban every day saying, please don't mess my trip up. So, <laughs> so I have to. So I'm so that being said, we are needing a head count of the uh head count. So please let I will uh put out a form on Summer's Ministry for everyone to fill out so I know if you're coming and if what you need if you need transportation such as uh airline tickets, I can uh airline tickets, uh or if you're going by train. I really, we need to know if we need passports, do we need to help with visas, send letters of intent with visas. We are needing to know all these things because now um, if you're in the U.S. and now you do have to have a passport to uh, cross, to go over into Canada. So if you are, if you're not on a plane, you can use the actual, you can use, uh, and I think in New York, they got what they call an enhanced, New York, Vermont, and another state, your driver's license, your driver's license says enhanced and it has the seal of the uh, pa- the seal, same seal that's on the passport, then you do not have to worry about having a passport going into Canada. If you like me and other folks, we have to have pass, pass if you're going to fly, you have to have the book. Those regulations, TSA has, uh, has started changing. And if you are from Inside the U.S., from certain states, now your driver's license is no longer valid for you to get a, uh, no longer valid for uh, travel on plane. You would have to have a passport. So if you're needing uh, help with that, please, um, please see, please see me now, or when I send the form out, please let me know you will need help with that, and I'll definitely help everyone. Um, I would definitely help everyone. Uh, again, September is not that far away. There will be right now. I'm here. If you have not had your passport, because I'm about to put mine in the mail so I can get expedited, and probably gonna have to get it expedited. Um, they are. Uh, there will be a backlog because the first set of renewals are coming uh, are coming around for those who had to get the initial passport to travel to uh, Mexico and Canada. Um, just had to let everyone out there. So I'm hoping everyone will join us this year, and I am super excited. <laughs> so, uh, Elder Jen, are you on the line? <laughs> I'm present one minute. Amen. Just wave my phone to go. I'm just trying to make sure everybody's online. Amen. So let us prepare our hearts and our minds uh, for the lesson ahead. Uh, Father God, right now, watch me, your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts and actions, anything that's not of you, I do want to repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You are our Father, our El Shaddai, Elohim, and I give you praise tonight. Father God, right now, I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Father God. You see and you know what they're needing, Father God, and we thank you for the blessings that you are bringing to them on a daily basis, Father God. I lift up Pastor Marie Chen daily and her family up to you, O oh Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in her life. I thank you for what you know in her family's life, Father God. And, God, we give you praise tonight. And tonight I lift up Elder June Malcolm up to you, Father God, as she go forth. Let her totally increase, and you totally increase in her. Father God, tonight prepare our hearts and our minds that are set upon the lesson, Father God. 
Bind every distraction, Father God. Remove every remove any hindrance, Father God, so this word may go to us and teach us, Father God, and be a teaching word, a delivering word, Father God. And so, God, tonight I give you all the honor and I give you all the praise. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Elder June, the floor is yours. Amen. Um, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord, Elder. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So glad to be again. Hallelujah, be here. I give God thanks that um, he has made it possible for all of us to be here. I greet anyone who is with us tonight for the first time. I just bless you and um, want to let you know that we are glad that you're here and we hope you stay. Hallelujah, glory to God. I give special honor to Pastor Maureen Chen. Um, the visionary for Simple Word Ministries. Hallelujah, glory to God. And uh, we love her, we love her, we love her, we love her. She's good. Um, she was able to listen to the voice of the Lord and provide this this forum, this platform, this outlet um, by which people all over the world um, are united together on one accord. This is just such a very unique and marvelous ministry. And um, wherever we go for the rest of our life, I mean, we who are on Simple Word Ministry, um, Pastor Marine Center daily will always be spoken of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I give special honor to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I bless him for being here. And tonight, more than ever, I need him to be here because I'm going to be talking um, about him, hallelujah, glory to God. And I bless my pastor, Dr. Carlton Tracy, um, the one who has the charge of my soul at this time in the local church where I serve in Toronto, Canada, hallelujah. And I also honor the overseer of this ministry and the role in which um. They, they function and operate, um, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rocker, in Jesus' name. And I don't always say it, but tonight I want to extend special, 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 special um, honor to Minister Lashana Burton. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who, hallelujah, assist me each night in being the producer of the Monday night um, teaching, and she does all the groundwork and the background work, and I just have to sit here and teach. <laughs> she does all the work. Mr. Burton, I love you. Thank you very much. Um, hallelujah for standing with me on Monday night. In Jesus' name, glory to God. And all the workers of this ministry, hallelujah. Um, I bless, bless you all, and I thank you all, and those of you who keep on coming, keep on coming um, each night, each day, upholding not just the Monday night service, but upholding all the service, um, all the services on this ministry. The Lord bless you, and I know that the Lord have a great reward um, for each and every one of us. And I give God thanks. And I'm just going to let you know tonight that the the blessings that God has for the workers in this ministry is not limited to you alone in your generation, but you're planting seeds and you're making up bounty for your future 
offspring and generation, and it will last as long as time lasts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So be not weary in well-doing. Um, the blessings and the reward from, for working here will extend to the entire length of your lineage. And we bless God for that. Hallelujah. Surely the mercy of God will endure forever for those of us who work on this work and this ministry. You know, I didn't know that when I first started to come here. The Lord just told me that. And um, and I believe anything the Lord said because it's true and it makes me especially happy to know that um, even when I'm gone, there's hope for my for my offspring, even the ones who will come after I'm gone. And for those of you who think that Jesus Christ is going to come tomorrow, I just want you to understand what Sister Erica uh, Minister Erica said earlier, no, Jesus Christ is not going to come tomorrow. <laughs> not the church is not ready for Jesus Christ to come tomorrow, let alone the world. Um, there's, still, there's still a lot of stuff to, to do. And I know the Bible says we don't know when he's coming, but that does not mean that we can tell if we think that he's going to come when we're not ready. We know we don't know the specific day or hour or any of that stuff. But um, we can look at the condition that we're in and see if we really measure up to the to the scriptures, and and we will see that there is still some some stuff that needs to be fulfilled before that day of the Lord shall come. So let us be busy. Let us get busy, and let us stop wasting time. As Minister just encourage us, get get our work done and do what we we ought to do. I always tell the folks that um, when I'm led to say to say this or when we get into certain discussion about the coming of the Lord, I always tell folks, do not worry about when Christ is coming. That's not really in our portfolio or our prerogative. Um, the disciples tried that on Jesus and he told them the same thing I'm telling you. Don't worry about that. It's, it's not when Jesus Christ is coming back is the vital point that needs to guide and govern our life and our activity. It's when you are going. It's when I go is the deciding factor. Um, Jesus Christ can take another 10,000 years to come. Jesus Christ can come whenever he wants to come. But we know that we have a limited time as an individual person. I'm going to say human being in this context, as a human being born on this earth. The Bible says a man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So the few days that we have, David says that, ask the Lord to teach him to number his days, and that's the attitude and the mindset we ought to have, not more too much of when Christ is coming and who the Antichrist might be and waste a lot of valuable time talking about things that we really don't know too much about. But what we can talk about is that we're here. We're really here. We're not the figment of somebody's imagination. We're real. And we are members of the body of Christ. He has called us and put his spirit in us and verified us that he has laid his hand upon us. And we have work to do. We have a task to do. So let us not waste time. Hallelujah. Let us get busy. We know we're here. And we know we have a work. And we know we have a limited time to do the work. We know that we don't even know when we are going to pass away. We don't know when we're going to die. We don't know that. We don't know the day or the hour when we're going to die. So rather than worry about Christ coming, 
Let us just be conscious that this could be the last night. This could be my last night. This could be the last time I speak to you. And Christ might take another million years to come. We don't know. Um, so I am not going to be concerned about his coming. I'm going to be concerned about my going and make sure that when I leave, I am in Christ. And I encourage you to do the same thing. That will keep us, keep us on track as to how we ought to be and how we ought to live, how we ought to speak and how we ought to walk. And we will not be stressed out or encumbered or overcome by the fact that the coming of Christ is still in obscurity. So God bless you. That's my encouragement for you tonight. Let us be diligent and sober with our task on earth as sons of God and not be sidetracked by even something that is mentioned in the scriptures. You know, Jesus did that when he was here. He stayed on track at all times in his mind and in his labor. He stayed on track. He didn't allow anything to to sidetrack him or take him off course. And so that is our example that we ought to um, stay on course. And even discussions that seem to be biblical or spiritual, but they just sort of take away from your diligence, don't allow yourself, um, Paul instruct us, don't allow yourself to get caught up in those sort of um, discussions that only gender strife. Make certain, make certain, make certain that uh, when you're involved in discussions concerning the scriptures, it's profitable for the saving of souls in Jesus' mighty name. So tonight I am venturing to finish talking about God in his manifestation and role as a son. And so I'm just going to do a very, very quick recap here. We have looked at the role or office of son as it pertains to God in 12 different forms. I don't know if anybody was counting, but we did look at the role of son in 12 different forms. And I'm just going to ramble them off very quickly. We look at Jesus as the son of Abraham, um, the son of David, the son of Mary and Joseph together, and then specifically as the son of Joseph and specifically as the son of Mary. And then we looked at him as the firstborn son of Mary. Apart from being the son of Mary, the firstborn son of Mary, and the firstborn from the dead, and um, the first fruit of them that slept, um, glory to God. And we look on him as the seed of the woman from Genesis 3.15, and we spend a bit of time with him as the son of man, because um, that's the role that's most significant to us today as sons of God. It's the most difficult of all the sonship that um, Christ fulfilled, and it is the one that pertains to us today, members of the body of Christ in, in the church. And, um, and so we, we, we spent a bit of time with it. It, it, is, it, is, it is the role that... Um, Cause cause Jesus the most pain, and when he died on the cross, that's the role in which he died in. Jesus Christ died as the Son of Man, and so I 
I have laid out and set forth that as the um, the follower of Christ, like Christ being our example, any role that Jesus fulfilled, we are required to fulfill the same role. Because the Bible says, as, as, as Jesus says, so are we in the earth. And so anything that Jesus um, went through, we too can expect to go through the same thing. And since we don't like suffering and we don't like pain and we don't like discomfort, um, we spent, we spent, or the Lord allowed us to spend a bit of time on the role of the Son of Man. Because many, many, many Christians, many children of God uh, remain faithful to God until it requires sacrifice. Um, when it comes to the point of sacrifice, many, many of us run away. We AWOL, we go missing in battle. Um, glory to God. And I, I, this, the Son of Man is, is that role of sonship in the kingdom of God that will demand, demand that you suffer and don't retaliate. Um, demand the, the, the that you surrender your all without expecting anything in return. So it's a very difficult role. And so I pray and I'm encouraging you to pray and ask the Lord that at whatever point in time you're going to have to walk in that role that you will be equipped and able. I don't know if we will ever be ready, but equipped and able. And the way how Jesus became equipped to walk in that role um, all the way to Calvary, I, the, the Bible says that um, he resorted often uh, to spend quiet time with the Father. And the Father, in turn, would send angels to minister to him. Uh, and so if you don't believe in angels, if you have problem believing in um, spiritual things like I do, <laughs> Uh, you ought to spend a lot of time on your knees asking the Lord to help your unbelief, hallelujah, because you do need to be pre-prepared or pre-equipped or pre-ready because at any point in time, you might have to step into that role. Um, the writer of Hebrews says, we have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin. So you know then that's that's clear that if you take a stand against sin, it could cost you your blood. Uh, we live in we live in North America in the Western world, so we don't see that readily. But there are other parts in the world. If you openly admit that you believe in Christ, then you are publicly executed. Um, I I'm not going to say that can never happen here. Anything can happen anywhere in the world. I was telling my brother yesterday that if I awake any morning and it becomes a criminal offense to be a Christian, then whatever the consequence or the penalty might be, then um, I'll bear it because I am too far gone in Christ to deny him no matter what it's going to cost me. And, um, and so I asked the Lord, please minister to me and equip me so that I will stay 
true to the cause of Christ, no matter what it may cost. If you want to be a son, or if you're going to be a son, it could cost you your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you just need to know that um, being a Christian, you live in North America, but being a Christian um, can be very costly. And um, there's a lot of controversy now about Christians and the new president, and and it's just <laughs> it's just a new fish now being um, everybody everybody now um, they're forced because of what um, President Trump is saying they're forced to sort of evaluate evaluate Christianity and um, and, and, and comment. And just so simple, just so simple, the Lord the Lord has done that. People are now coming face-to-face with Christianity. And so those of us who are Christians or who deem that we are Christians, you ought to pay attention. Um, not dismiss it. Don't say, well, it doesn't concern me because I live in North America. Um, you ought to pay attention because just as easily as, as um, President Trump seems to be showing favor, to, 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 to Christians or want to show favor and it's been disputed so much just as easily he could have decided to show tyranny and the Lord could allow it to happen so just in case your commitment to Christ demands that you shed your blood you ought to be ready to do that. I can't promise you that that will never happen. It might happen. It could happen. So tonight, the final, um, and, and we also look at Jesus as being conceived by the Holy Ghost, as it was says in Matthew 1, verse 20. But tonight, we're going to look at Jesus as the Son of God, and I do want to finish it tonight. I don't even want it to go beyond tonight as the Son of God. So, um, and, and what it means be the son of God. So it will be a study, and no, it won't be finished tonight. It will be a little study in the book of St. John, the, the St. John, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of Jesus Christ, which is, which means the good news about Jesus, um, we, we define it as the birth and life, and death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. And, and, and that's, those incidents or that experience, those events, are laid out um, specifically in the four, what we call the Gospels, uh, in the New Testament of the Bible, the Christian Bible, the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, each of those writers, although they wrote about Jesus as a man on the earth, their stories have a different audience. And so because they write to different audiences, um, they are very specific in what they highlight about Jesus. So even if two of the Gospels might relate, relay the same story, you will see more details in one than the other, depending on the audience of, of, of the writer. And sometimes folks take it all out of context 
and say the Bible contradicts. But again, I'm going to repeat myself. There's no contradiction in the Bible. You just have to sit in the context and um, and understand the language that that you're communicating in, which is English. So Matthew wrote to a traditional Jewish audience um, who were led by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were the keepers of the word of God and, and the scribes. And um, it was written, it was prophesied, every single prophet, whether they were a minor prophet or a major prophet, they prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. And the, the Jewish people understood that the Messiah would actually be the Christ or the anointed one, meaning it would be the Son of God or God manifested in the flesh and earth. They understood that. And so much so that when Jesus Christ came and said that he was the Son of God, mm-hmm. they, they picked up stones to stone him because they understood that he was Mary and Joseph's son, and they understood that he had some brothers and sisters. They even could name them. So who was he making himself? To say he was the son of God um, to the Jewish people meant that he was saying he was God. They understood that. They understood the son of God was God in the flesh. Now, now, the the problem with Jesus Christ saying he was the Son of God, it was not that the Jewish people didn't believe that it was possible for God to manifest himself in the flesh. The problem was that Jesus didn't look like he measured up or matched up to their, to, to their expectation because, first of all, he was um, Mary and Joseph's son. He was a carpenter, and he lived very lowly. He wasn't in palaces. And, and um, so that was the number one thing. And I don't know where they expect what palace he was supposed to be in because at the time they had no palace. Um, at the time they were under um, subjection to the Roman government. And um, the Roman government just appointed whomsoever they wanted to appoint as, um, as, as their king uh, to, to rule over them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And at that time it was Herod that was appointed, which was an offspring of Esau. And so the the Jewish people, um, Jesus became a a, a stumbling block to them. They they could not see Jesus as the Messiah. And um, the other issue with Jesus was they expected, and you know, to be real truthful, they had a point to expect this. It's just that they misunderstood certain scriptures. But um, they expected when the Messiah came that he would deliver them from the political and social bondage that they were under by the Roman government. And Jesus came, and Jesus wasn't doing any such thing. Uh, at one point, they would have accepted him as as the Messiah and followed him if he wanted to overthrow Caesar, but he had no intention of going up against Rome. And he was telling them stuff about loving their enemy and um, do good to them that hate you and despitefully use you. And Jewish people didn't want to hear that. They wanted somebody who would uh, deliver them from here. 
political bondage. And clearly that was not Jesus <laughs> at that time. And so his message they could not receive and his social status they could not receive. So they, they didn't see him as the Messiah. But that's what Matthew wrote to those people, um, the Jewish people. And so everything that Matthew brought out was to refer them back to the prophecies of the Old Covenant, trying hard, Matthew tried hard to show them that Jesus really was the Christ. Uh, well, some believe, we know, we know, to God be the glory, but even today, the majority of the Jewish folks do, do not believe that. I told you guys recently about an experience I had uh, with a, a Jewish rabbi who told me that I was not Jewish enough for him to pray with me because I confessed that I believed that Jesus was Israel Messiah. And because I said that, he would not pray with me. He had consented to pray with me earlier, but when I told him that I believed that Jesus was um, Israel Messiah, he, he then said he couldn't pray with me again. So the Bible says that they have been blinded, but Matthew still wrote from that perspective uh, and he has left the record that if they want proof that Jesus is the Christ, uh, Matthew left them that proof. Mark, Mark, Mark wrote as a young, untouched, excitable observer of Jesus Christ and what he did. Mark was just excited by the actions of, of, of Jesus, what he did and how he did it. And, and, and so Mark concentrated on the miracles and the supernatural acts that Jenny, and he wrote about those things in such a, a, a phenomenal way uh, to get other people excited, whether you're Jews or Gentiles, Mark didn't care, just wanted to get excited about Jesus. So Mark showed Jesus as a worker. So whereas Matthew showed him as a king, a king eternal from heaven, Mark just showed him as a, a worker on the earth, somebody who was endued with the power of God and was busy. And I think that's what Sister Erica was trying to get us to the mindset when she testified tonight. You need to get busy, hallelujah, for God and, 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 and get the work done such um, Immediately, 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 everything was immediately and straightway and suddenly. That's 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 Mark. Very excited, like a fast action movie, and um, there was no time for commercial. It's just action, 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 action. That's Mark. So we, if we want to look at Jesus and to know the the um, mannerism and the attitude and the lifestyle of somebody who is the son of God, you can look in Mark. And then we look at Luke, and Luke showed Jesus as a man full of compassion. That was, that's, that's Luke's um, message. Um, Luke wrote specifically to one man, a man named Theophilus, who happened to be a, a leader in the Greek, Greek um, political arena, and Luke was a doctor. And so Luke understood um, how Jesus acted as a, as a man. Um, glory to God. And Jesus was never ever a human being. If you go back to the beginning of the series, Jesus was, was a man. 
I will never ever teach that Jesus had two new, two natures, like the dual nature of Jesus Christ. Uh, I've listened to many teachings about that, and I don't dispute scriptures. I do understand what the speakers mean when they say that, uh, that Jesus had a dual nature. He was fully man and fully God. That's what we said. That's what he said. I understand what the speaker is trying to say, but you won't hear me say Jesus had two natures because I'm also um, psychologically trained, academically, and anybody who has more than one nature, they're schizophrenic. And Jesus was not schizophrenic. Um, Jesus was fully man. He was not a human being. Jesus was not born with the propensity of dysfunctionalism that we inherited from Adam and Eve eating the fruit that God told them not to. Jesus was conceived by the by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So Jesus did not inherit, just did not inherit um the nature of fallen man. He didn't inherit the nature of Adam. Um, glory to God. He was um, the son of God um, all the way. He had the nature of his father in heaven. And you will see that in Second um, Peter chapter 1. And we're even encouraged to, to, to adopt that same nature, to disband the one that we were born with and, and adopt the one that Jesus had. And, and, and so if we do that, then we are sons of, we are sons of God. Hallelujah. So um, Jesus, though, um, being fully man, understood or felt what we feel as um, man on the earth. So he, he went through the earth as a man. He didn't go through the earth as a man as a human being. He didn't have to repent of any sins or none of that stuff, what we have to go through. But he still ate food and he still slept and he was able to exercise and move with great compassion. So Luke, being a doctor, understood that. And Luke did not, Luke was not a disciple of Jesus Christ, so I don't even know if Luke actually saw Jesus when he was on the earth. But Luke, um, knew um, Mary, uh, Jesus' mother, he personally. And so Luke got his story from Mary. And that is why in the book of Luke, you will see this term, and Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. And you won't see it in any of the other gospel accounts except Luke. Um, because it was Luke was a person that Mary was able to outlay all the stuff that she felt and saw of Jesus from the time the angel visited her and gave the announcement until the time he was crucified. Mary felt a lot of things inside, inside her, inside her soul, um, the Bible says, um, to the point that when they pierced Jesus, she also felt it in her soul. Um, it was Luke. Up until Luke, she just pondered those things in her own heart. A lot of pain as a mother, Mary went through. Uh, she knew who Jesus was, but nonetheless, he came out of her womb. And so she was able to feel it. And, and so that's what Luke, if you want to see Jesus as a man, you need to read the book of Luke. And you will see how you ought to be as a man on the earth. Um, because that's what Luke shows, um, showed in his 
shows in his gospel to his friend Theophilus, who wanted to know about Jesus. And the book of Acts is a continuation of the book of Luke. If you want to see much of the story, he told to Theophilus the, the gospel finished in Luke, and he picked up again and wrote Theophilus a second letter, and that's the book of Acts about the church. And But my favorite of the four is the last is John. Because John, um, the Bible describes John as, you know what, I'm not going to, it's in the Bible that John is the disciple whom Jesus loved, but it's John himself um, says that about himself. It, it, it's John give, give himself that description because I guess in humility and not wanting to boast, rather than call his name, call his own name, he said the disciple whom Jesus loved. But He's referring to his own self. And so in, um, in the picture that we, that we have that shows the last, the last Supper, not the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, um, the, the, the artists, all the artists, they usually, the person that is sitting closest to Jesus, they usually say that is, that is John closest to Jesus on his left, left side, I think, on the left side, they said that is John, are the one that is leaning, so does seem like reclining on Jesus, they always signify that is John. Because the Bible says that. The Bible says the disciple that um, was leaning on Jesus' breast. So, so that's how close John and Jesus were. And the reason why John and Jesus were that close almost seems inseparable. It's because of the message that John had to write in the gospel. John had to take Jesus from eternity. John's job was to present Jesus as the eternal Son of God who found his way in Mary's womb, conceived himself in the womb and came out as a man intact, as God and yet as man. And that's a very difficult job. That was, that's the most difficult of all the presentation of Jesus on the earth as a, as, as a son. Um, glory to God. And so John stick very close to Jesus because he had to see Jesus as more than a man. He had to see Jesus before he was conceived in the womb. He had to see Jesus from eternity. So he couldn't, he couldn't miss any of what Jesus might present himself um, of himself on the earth. Without asking, he, has to, he had to observe and, 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 and see um, glory to God. And so John started his gospel by saying that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, I'm not going to talk about the word being God and the word was with God tonight. I'm, I'm talking about in the beginning as to exactly 
What period? What period was that? What what period is John talking about? And that beginning there, it's before time. That beginning is eternity. John means in eternity. It means before God was made flesh. It means the form that God operated in before he was, um, before he put on flesh, before he became carnate. You know, flesh, carnate means flesh. Um, he, that, that's the beginning that he's talking about. So how long a period of time that is, do not think about that as time at all. Time does not factor there, it's eternity. And so somebody might ask, why do we need to know that? And the reason why you need to know that is because that's the form that God was in when he thought about you or me or man becoming like him, to live with him in eternity. That's the form that God was in. That's, that's the form of mind that God was in, that is thought when he thought about making man to become his son. And so because he, God is mindful about what he does. There's nothing accidental about God. God thinks, and God thinks a lot. And God thinks about everything that he does before he does it. And Jeremiah says, God's thoughts towards us are good thoughts. His thoughts to prosper us. So God thinks. <laughs> and he thinks in full detail what he's going to do before he does it. So, so although God is all-powerful, God is not willy-nilly. Although nobody can correct God or nobody can punish God. God is um, mindful or careful about his actions. No one, he doesn't need to take counsel from anyone. No one can, can discipline him. But even being all-powerful, even being independent, self-sustaining, God is not careless. And he definitely wasn't careless when he was thinking of making man. So what God did, God um, made certain that he understood. That was before he made us, what, what, what John here called in the beginning, in that expanse of space, before time. He understood what you and I would feel because he knew he was going to make us with emotions because we're going to have a heart. He understood what we would feel in every single aspect of our life. And he allowed himself to feel the same thing that we would feel. And then he would... Um, Think, and it says he think, he would think what was the wisest or the best thing to do um, in those situations. And when he decides what's the best 
outcome of every single situation that we might face on earth. He put the things in place that when you and I came here, we would already have the provision or the resources to go through every single situation victoriously. I told you once before that I was going to copy the old folks' testimony in church when I was young and says that um, I made it through another year and I um, won some battles and I lost some. And the Lord stopped me from saying that. Glory to God. Because if you are, if you are in Christ, you're not supposed to lose battles. We do, we do, because we don't always follow through on what Christ tells us, all of us. But that's not the ideal. That's not how God intended to be. And so until we learn how to follow after all of God's intention, yes, we do, we do make mistakes. And God understands that. Um, but I'm just telling you what the ideal is. I'm telling you what the Father expected. I'm not telling you what we really do okay um eventually though we we learn we learn how to be mature and we learn how to be obedient and we learn how to follow through on on, on god's words and um and then god can put his seal on us and says this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and did i tell you i need to hear that from god before i die <laughs> i do i do that's one of my requirements for being a child of God, I do need to hear God um, certify me like He did Christ, so that so that when I'm so that I can leave this earth in peace before I take my last breath. I will not consent to take my last breath until God tells me that He is well pleased with me. So, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So, at that at that point, God made all the resources, let me say all the raw material. God made all the raw material that you and I and every other son of God on the earth would need to be a successful son of God, to grow and become mature. So when the Bible says God ended, it says God ended. All his labor, all his all he created every raw material that we would need to do what we need to do to be successful on the earth. Everything is here. God is not making anything. New. Everything is already made in the earth. And so we just need to know what we need and ask the Father where has he planted it and go get it. But it's here. We don't have to educate God or alert God to what we might need and ask God to make it. God already knew and he made it. How come he didn't miss anything and he's a spirit and we were going to be flesh and bones because he subjected himself because he knew what he was making. He subjected his own mind and he subjected himself to feel what we would feel and think like how we would think. 
And so he made whatever provision he needed to, to make before we came here. And God was absolutely certain that no matter how messed up we get, because he knew we were going to get messed up, he was absolutely certain that no matter how messed up we got, the provision was in place to redeem us or reconcile us when we get to that place in our existence on the earth. So God can save any one of us, except there's a big exception, the sons of perdition. But it's not easy to become sons of perdition. It's not a very easy task. You, you, you kind of have to reject God a million times over before you become a son of perdition. You don't become son of perdition by accident. It's by design, deliberate design, um, directly going averse to what God says or directly against what God says. It's God talking to you directly, and you're just saying, look, God, I, I don't want to hear from you. I, I, don't, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And you would know you're doing that. You would know you're making that decision. So it's not very easy to become um, a son of perdition, seeing that God is all love and God is all sweet and God is all good. I uh, sometimes wonder how could people make such decisions, but I've seen it, so I know it does happen. Glory to God. So as the son of God, son of God, that's God before he was made flesh. That's what the Son of God means. It's God before it was made flesh. It's God acting in the mindset of a man on the earth. And it's God making all the provision for all the men who would ever walk on the earth and whatsoever we might need to be found in him in the end of our days. Um, if you continue reading St. John chapter 1, you will see that what I just told you is true. Okay? Verse 3 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So there. That's the form that he was in when he made the things that he made on the earth. And so the things that are on the earth, the things that were made and placed on the earth, they are for the sons of God. They are for man. Glory to God. God made it for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't tell me that there is something you need that God can't provide, and you have to go into dark places, dark alleys, looking for it. Or you have to go to Egypt. You don't have to go down to Egypt. Um except God is going to send you down there for some ministry work, but you don't have to go down there looking for provisions. The Lord has already provided that which you need, and it's in his house, the house of bread or Bethlehem. Oh, glory to God. I, I, I'm not preaching. I'm teaching, so let me, not, let me not do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But if you're a preacher, that's a good message. If you preach it, that's a good message. So I'm going to read Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse 12 to 22, and that might be the most reading I do for tonight. So let me read it through, because in that text, Paul captures a lot of what I just 
um, just say to you, okay? What I've just said to you, Paul Catherine. So let's read. Um, Colossians chapter 1, verse, reading from verse 12, it says, Okay, you know that when I give a text, you ought to read the entire chapter, right? Because the entire chapter is the um, introduction and then the body and then the conclusion, but don't have time to read the whole text, so you read it by yourself. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. I'm always tempted to read from verse 1, but time does not afford me, so I'm going to read from verse 12. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us, that's you and I, Meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And meet mean ready or worthy or capable or adjusted, okay? All right, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So even, even being made worthy, God has provided for that. Um, being made um, able, capable, God has provided for that. He understood what it would take, and he provided that in the beginning, before we came here, before he made the heavens and the earth, before he laid the foundation. Because if it wasn't going to be successful, God would just stay all by himself for all eternity, and he wouldn't involve us. But um, he is able, he is able to do what he said he's going to do. He's able to, to make us and get us completed. He's able to complete what he has started in us. So who has delivered us from the power of darkness, okay, and has translated us, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Only sons live in the kingdom. So if we're translated into the kingdom uh, of his dear son, then likewise you're a son, all right? Um, In whom? In the son, in the son. We have redemption through his blood. So we know he's talking specifically about Jesus Christ. And we already went through So Jesus Christ is the first fruit. He's the firstborn. Um, and then we follow after in the same image and likeness and step and example. Okay? We, don't stray. we don't stray from Jesus as a man. We stick with Jesus and, 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 and we won't lose our way. All right? Even the forgiveness of sins. There. So for those of us who think that sin is our greatest problem and sin is unconquerable, uh, Paul Paul begs to differ uh, with us, okay? The forgiveness of sins is already provided for and was provided for before we came here. Sin didn't originate with us, and it shouldn't end with us (laughs) because um, Jesus Christ has already laid out the forgiveness, the provision to forgive our sins. Sin should not really have any dominion over us to reign in our mortal body. Paul says in Romans, right? Romans 6, 7, and 8. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, Who is the image of the invisible God? Um, That who there speaks about both Jesus Christ, the Lord, and us who are falling after Jesus Christ, okay? In the image of Jesus first and then us, okay? Everything is Jesus first. He's the first fruit, hallelujah. Never mind the first. He's the first and the last. He's going to start with him and end with him, and we're in the middle. We're surrounded by him. Glory to God. So we don't even have to be worried about finishing it 
We don't have to worry about starting it nor finishing it. We're just protected in the middle of it all. We're in the midst of it, in the middle of it. And Jesus is the first and the last. He's the art and the finisher. Okay? He's our all in all. He's our everything. We're safe. You know, we have a good, we have a good deal here with this God. Hallelujah. He's not like other gods. Hallelujah. Who we just give, 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 and get, and get nothing back. You know, like the gods of, the, of, of Egypt, they used to demand that these women throw their babies in the, in the Nile to them. And they get nothing but pain and sorrow. Kill your baby unto a God who gives you nothing. Not, not our God. He's a good God. And so we are, Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God because God in his ontological self or his original self or his self when he was all by himself um, is invisible. Invisible to the natural human height. Okay? Glory to God, who is the image of the invisible God. So when God decided that he was going to have a son and, 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 and make a family, he decided what this son would look like and how he would appear. And, and so that's what we see in Jesus. Okay? And then we are to walk after Jesus and we will also bear the same image. And I don't know how God does those things. God is just amazing. But God is able to make us look like Jesus and is, and, and is able to make us live like Jesus and walk like Jesus and think like Jesus. Glory to God. And, and Paul says in Philippians, Philippians 2 verse 5 that we are to have the mind of Jesus. And Peter said we are to have the nature of Jesus. Um, glory to God. So we see that in all that God is doing with us, he is bringing us to conform to the image of Jesus Christ. And Paul does say that. If you search the scriptures, you will find it. Conform to the image of his dear son. So Jesus is, is, is the, in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. So there. He's the firstborn, and then we come after him. For by him were all things created by Jesus Christ. Were all by the Son, by the firstborn of the invisible God. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So if anybody ever tries to convince you, saints of God, that there was no Son of God until Jesus Christ was born on the earth, um, you can actually help them and bring them back to the, the scriptures and, and say, no, that is not true. Okay? God himself acted as the son of God before he was conceived in the womb. As a matter of fact, being conceived in the womb, he was the only begotten son of God. He was not the son of God. That's a different role completely, and we went through that, okay? Glory to God, what it means to be only begotten. So when it says son of God here, it doesn't mean begotten. It means God in a form before he was begotten, but still fulfilling the role of son to make the things that we who were coming after the firstborn 
would need as sons. So God didn't miss anything because he was in the same role that we're in and he felt what we would feel. So, I'm, so much I'm repeating myself um, because I want you to understand that God took account of every single need that you specifically as an individual would have and he made provision for it on the earth. And if you think you have a need that God is not meeting, you just need to cry out and say, Abba, um, I, you need to reveal to me where my help lies, where's my provision for this situation, and he would readily show you. Um, last week, last week, the Lord told me that I needed to read Ephesians chapter 6 more closely. And so I went to do that. And in verse 13 or verse 14, it says that um, we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in um, high places and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so I realized that for the time I've been in church, we usually say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. And, and we usually don't pay too much detail to the rest of the, the verses. But what stood out to me uh, when I was reading it, that chapter again last week was the spiritual wickedness in high places. And I was like, what exactly what is that? What is spiritual wickedness in high places? And, um, you know, since I asked the Lord that on Thursday, Every day, every day the Lord showed me another example of what is spiritual wickedness in high places. So you just need to ask. You just need to be conscious that you don't know and, and, and understand that you need to know and ask. And the Lord will, the Lord will show you. The Lord will, the Lord will answer you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the Lord can't ask you to do something and, and, and don't make the provision for you to do it. Uh, glory to God. So the provision is there. You just have to ask, and he will, he will show you. But most of the time, I think when the Lord shows us, we don't, we, don't, we don't want to go that path. We don't want to go get it the way how he says. So we, we try to do it our own way. We always think we have a better way or a shortcut. And then we will try for years and years. I'm confessing, you know, since I'm talking about myself. <laughs> we'll try for years and years, and after many years of failing, we just have to come to the conclusion. Like, God, you know what? I give up. I'm just going to do it your way. But if we do it like his way from the very beginning, we would get somewhere. Like a pastor marine, readily obeyed God, and, and, and simple word ministry is now getting very mature. Simple word ministry is becoming a mature son. God told the right person. Maybe if he had told me, it still wouldn't have springboard yet because um, that type of delinquent child. <laughs> Glory to God. Please pray for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But God knows who to give what assignment to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But all the provisions have been made saints of God, and we just need to ask the Father, and he will show us he's a good daddy. So the Bible says here that all things were created by the Son of God, and it was created for him. And by him. And that's what I said earlier. Okay? Everything is for the son. So that is why God acted as a son when he was in creation, when he was doing creation. That is why, although it is accepted in theology and it is said a lot, um, you might not hear me say this little cliche that we use, that God 
um, in, in, in trying to explain the Godhead. That God is Father in creation, he's Son in redemption, and he's the Holy Ghost in the church. You, you might never hear me say that because that takes a lot of qualifying to, to say that, and I don't give myself extra trouble when I'm teaching. So verse 17 says, and he is before all things, that's his son, is before all things, and by him all things consist. He's the first, and he's the one that created all things, and he's the one that keeps everything going. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. There is none above him, none beside him. Hallelujah, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. So we just have to accept the scriptures. We just have to accept that God acted as a son before he was begotten into the to the womb. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Okay, so it's God's plan. It's, this is God's pleasure. So if you have a problem with it, I'm sorry. I can't help you. <laughs> Nobody can help you. All right? And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you are me that were before sometimes alienated with aliens and enemies in our mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Everybody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. No one, no one can touch you. You're unreprovable. Glory to God, because God has made it. So um, I'm going to close here tonight because I see that I only have a couple of minutes left. But before I close, I want to say something that I found out a couple of days ago. And I know I must have said certain things before about our mind. I'm certain I have. I even said it here in this program that our mind we need to guard our heart and our mind because if we allow the enemy to grab a hold of our mind, we cannot win any battle against him. Um, I said I used to think before that it was our sexual organs because we're so conscious of sexual sins, sexual organs that might give us the most trouble. Um, that was the impression I got anyways when I first became a Christian because everybody was so preoccupied with fornication and adultery. So I used to think that, um, you know, you just get your sex organs under control, you're good. And then um, I found out that that's not true at all. Um, the Bible doesn't even say that. The Bible says our tongue. <laughs> that is the most unruly member in our body. And then the source by which our tongue moves is what goes on in our mind. The motor for our tongue is our mind. And so the enemy, he will go after our mind before he goes after any other area of our being. And so if, he, if you lose the battle in your mind, saints of God, you're, you're going to lose the battle in every other sector of your being. 
So let the mind of Christ be in you. Um, glory to God. But I'm going to tell you what I became fully conscious of a couple of days ago. I'm more inclined and simple with me to talk about my personal experiences than, than before. Before nobody hear my personal experience, like Mary, and check these things and ponder them in, in, in my heart. But now, um, in the Lord said, I needed to share that. So I'm going to share what I learned a couple of days ago. I spent a lot of time on Facebook. I use Facebook not for personal reasons. I use Facebook for business. That's where I, I advertise my business mainly. And um, so I spend a lot of time searching out different um, companies that offer marketing um, methods. And in order to have an effective marketing campaign on Facebook, you need to have at least five thousand followers and um the i have uh i have a internet marketer who's professional for this job and he gives me the information that i need to know so he he tells me he told me and i believe him that it doesn't even make sense paying for advertisement on facebook if you have less than five thousand people so he set me an assignment to build up my my page to 5,000 followers, and then at that time, he will, he will um, be more inclined to work with me and tell me where I could spend money and how to spend money. But for now, um, he's just training me how to build up my, 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 my page to 5,000 followers. So all of you, please go and like my page on Facebook. So... Um, because I'm doing what he's saying now, a lot of people will um, send me, um, will like my page or send me friend, friend requests. And I, I am inclined to accept them because my goal is to build up my page of 5,000 people. So in all these new folks I'm getting to like my page, uh, there's a young man from um, Africa who, when he shows up on my page, he calls me there, like D-E-A-R. And um, I'll just say, hi, how are you doing? You know, have a great day. I'm off to work or something like that. Um, I'm working because that's what I'm doing. I'm there writing, writing ads and writing promotion. I don't, I don't do social stuff. I don't do nothing private on Facebook. Anybody can go on my page and talk to my page. There's nothing private on it. Um, it's, it's all business and um that's what I use it for. I, I don't have no secrets on Facebook. So Facebook is not a place to keep secrets. <laughs> no matter how they tell you that is private, there's nothing private about Facebook. So um, he said um, about two days ago, he tried to engage me in a conversation about us being romantic. So at first I thought it was very funny. I said, don't you live in Africa? <laughs> I said, well, I live in North America and you live in Africa. Pray tell how we're going to be romantic on, 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 on Facebook. So he said, this was what he said. He said, we don't have to see each other physically, neither touch each other physically. We just have to have it in our mind. And immediately he said that, all of my red flags in the realm of the spirit went up, and I went into one spiritual warfare against that that spirit that I was 
that I was that he was talking that was talking to me. So you just have to have it in your mind. And if you have it in your mind, it's 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 done. It is good. And I said, God, um, how many unsuspecting people on the social media platform doesn't know that the enemy has captured their mind to think things and do things that's violating them and they don't even realize it. So it means I said, no. And I went into office and I said, you know, you're not allowed to come back on my page. You're not allowed to talk to me. Um, I do not subscribe to this spirit and you will not have my mind and I will think nothing in my mind between me, me, between you and I. And so I just want to put it out there on this line that the enemy has so many tricks. And you have to be so aware that immediately he let his guard down because he was trying so hard to get me to consent to what he he let his guard down. Because I know he just had to come right out and say what he meant about my mind. about giving my mind, I put in my mind where you think I should put my mind. And so I said, Satan, you lose again. You try so hard that you expose yourself. And thanks of God, I just want to share with you. Your mind is where you make your initial decision to be a son of God. And if you allow the enemy to find a seat in your mind, no matter how God call unto you, you will not hear him. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Don't play with your mind. Don't let anybody play with your mind. You can, you can go to church and you can do the church thing. But if your mind is not with Christ, then you're not a son of God. If the enemy can infiltrate your mind, it doesn't matter. He's right, you know, that, that, that boy is right. It doesn't matter if you do anything physically or not. If you have your mind, you have lost the battle. You are defeated. And so guard your heart. Guard your mind. Be mindful of who you talk to. And let nobody in your mind except Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is the only one that should be in your mind. The only one that should be in your mind. Make sure you don't forget this. Make sure that the enemy does not subvert you. Make sure the enemy does not trick you. Because if he gets your mind, he has got you. That's my message for tonight. And that's my lesson for tonight. Next week, we will look some more into John and see if we can do a bridge between um, the Son being in eternity and the Son of God being in time, and then see how we could wrap our own lives around all of that and, um, and come to a desired end in that we are found in Christ, mind, body, soul, and spirit. God bless you. That's my lesson for tonight. Um, Minister Lashana Burton. <laughs> Amen. 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 Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. 
and I receive your forgiveness in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Uh, Father God, right now, we thank you tonight. We thank you that you have taken this lesson that we've learned tonight and hidden upon our hearts and filled it with your with, filled it with your son's precious blood, Father God. And Father God, Elizabeth Elder June, Malcolm, up to you, Father God. Everything she has poured out tonight, Father God, pour back into her now in the name of Jesus. And God, right now, we thank you tonight. And we bless you tonight. And we and we just got to give you all the honor and all the praise. And I pray this prayer in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, the line is open for comments and questions. Now everybody's speaking once now. Amen. Amen. Elder June, once again, awesome word. Yep. Awesome word, Elder June. Praise God. Thank you for blessing us tonight, Elder June. Good word tonight. Praise God. God bless you richly. God bless you, Papa. Thank you, Elder June. Welcome for for this teaching tonight and I'm gonna go back as as you as I usually do and um and listen for it, listen to it again so that way I can truly listen and then write down the notes that I, I didn't get a hold of and even remember the questions that I didn't jot down when I had the question in my head, um, that I let go out of my head. But um thank you for um for always coming on and, and blessing us with with um more knowledge about God, what he wants from us, and um, who he is, you know. Uh, thank you, and God bless you. God bless you, Minister. Here we go. Amen. Amen. Um, are there any prayer requests? Okay, since there is none. I have, a, I have a prayer request from um, Jamaica. Um, okay. Uh, a Joni a Wilkes. He will be in court tomorrow. Okay. And um he he, he was framed on some, some charges. And so he will be in court tomorrow. So I'm just asking prior for him that um the will of God be done in his life and that um he will get uh, come to a desired end. His name is Ajoni A J O N I Wilkes. That's in Jamaica in Again, uh, as you all know, I'm going to be saying this to to change come um, tonight. Um, before we start praying, I would just say, just pray for United States of America, everyone. Amen. Um, Amen. Keep us in our prayers because um, I'm 
I'm a man. I, I I try not to say my political views, but I probably said it all. Said it for since the end of the election. Um, right now we are in. I, I, I hate to say we're in trouble, but we got to say, Lord help. Amen. Um, You're right. Because right now, as of a couple of hours ago, our president fired uh, our attorney general because our our U.S. District Attorney General. Yep. Simply because she would not um, sign for the wall. She, yep. No, this one is the immigration ban. Yeah. Uh-huh. He. Yeah, he fired him. It's been all over the news. Uh, this is new for us. I, I I can tell you that as Americans, this is new for us. We're not used to um, politics playing out as such. So we're in amazement with the rest of the world, and that's all I can say. Um, I have no words at this moment, but just to say to pray for, pray for America, Amen. pray for our sovereignty, pray for our mercy, because um, Lord knows we going we need every ounce of of, of grace right now. Um, this is the first time I've ever heard in, the, in American history where our partners who are normally, when we go into, if we have an issue, we already know that we have Canada support. We already know we have New Me- we have Mexico support. It never has been a time where North America is divided. Amen. This is the first time I've ever seen North America divided. So, and I mean divided in such that Mexico will go against South America before they were, before they would go against us, and I have never seen this. I have never seen this before. So um, keep us in our keep our country in our prayers in your prayers tonight because, like I said, I would if I keep talking, I would talk your heads off about it because it's just Lord has to have mercy upon us. Amen. Let's ask for his mercy because um, I'm not saying World War Three, but I'm saying that we we have uh, before we can even, we got we have bigger things on the soil at, as of this moment. So let us pray, Father God, right now. Wash me in your Son's precious blood. Forgive me of sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent, and I receive your forgiveness in more than that. Elohim, and we give you praise tonight. And Father God, tonight we thank you. We come humbly and boldly before your throne, O God. Seek your mercy. We seek your guidance. We seek your deliverance. We seek your, with our faith, we seek you. And God, tonight, we just got to give you praise tonight. We thank you tonight for whatever you're about to do because we know that you see, you sit high, but you, you may sit high, but you look low. We know that you're with us daily. You know, we know you have not forgotten us nor forsaken us, O oh Lord. And tonight, we give you praise tonight. And Father God, tonight, I come against, first of all, God, I lift up a Joni to you, Father God, Joni Wilkes. 
Father God, that he has a court case, oh God, and he's looking for your judgment, not the judgment of the judge, but your judgment, Father God. And so, God, we we stand in agreement of this prayer for your judgment and not the man's judgment. Yes, Lord. Father God, if you seek to release, let it be so, Father God. If it's in his favor, Father God, let it be so, Father God. Let it be a rehabilitation and even an eye-awakening moment, Father God, to bring him close to you, Father God. And, Father God, I lift up Cody to you tonight, Father God. You see what you're knowing, Father God. I ask you to go in, Father God, and let your indwelling spirit stop the seizures that he's having that is causing his heart to stop now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak to his body, peace to his body, peace to his central nervous system. We command whatever is starting those tremors and those seizures, Father God, we command it to stop right now in the name of Jesus. And we command the normal as according with you, Father God, before any defilement has came, Father God. And, Father God, right now, I listen to your lad to you, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, I'm asking you to touch her body right now, Father God, and heal her from what's going on with her, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father God, I lift up, I lift up the United States of America to you, Father God. Father God, this is your country that is under you. One God, one nation under God, Father God, and you are our God. <laughs> you have never left us, nor you have forsaken us, Father God. So tonight we put America on the altar tonight. We put our streets, Father God. Every every city we're... Sorry, Father God. Father God, we got dead in Puerto Rico. We got we have we got infighting in DC. We got we it, it's seventy degrees in the middle of winter in the south and we got things going on in our land, Father God. That we have not yet we have never had to we have infighting on our land, Father God. Father God, we put out we put the we put the office of the president in your hands. We put our Congress the offices of Congress and those who are in there, we put it in your hands. We put our Supreme Court in your hands, Father God. So tonight, Father God, we thank you for your judgment. Father God, we thank you for your grace, and we thank you for your mercy upon us, Father God, that your people shall have the mercy, Father God. And you see, shall seek our, seek, we shall have favor in your eyes, O Lord. Oh, Father God, we come against this bitter spirit that is running through the land, Father God. We break every bitter curse now in the name of Jesus. We come against every lack and poverty stricken area now, Father God. We come against anything strife on this land, O oh Lord. We come against the we ask come against this myth, this demonic mist that has fallen across the land, and we ask your light to shine upon it to make it scatter now in the name of Jesus. Father God, Father God, we ask you to move the chains off the people's minds, O oh Lord. Father God, Father God, I'm asking you not allow people's hearts to turn cold, but to warm their hearts according to you, O oh Lord. Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. Father, Father God, anybody who, Father God, would come against anybody who's dealing with cancer tonight, Father God. We come against it now. We command that person to dissolve and die now in the name of Jesus. Huh? <coughs> Father God, Father God, Father God, we come against those who are still having crippling diseases huh? tonight, Father God. Huh? 
We pull that off of them now and send it straight to the pit of hell now in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. We bind every demonic influence off of our land. And we speak in the prayer of Jabez. We all, Father God, increase our land indeed, O oh Lord. Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. Oh, Father God, right now as we come forth, Father God, we truly and honestly repent, O oh Lord, because we know if we repent, you shall heal our land. So, God, tonight I'm coming you to heal our land, O oh Lord. Heal the people, heal the sick. And, Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you for the overflow. I thank you for the accelerated breakthrough. I'm thanking you for making a way out of no way, oh, Lord. I'm thanking you tonight, and I'm blessing you tonight. And I pray this prayer in no other name but the Son name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Minister, may I pray? Go right ahead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. And we honor you. Hallelujah. We bless your name. Hallelujah. We thank you for being God Almighty. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that we know you're all sufficient. Hallelujah. For all our needs. We know, mighty God. Hallelujah. That you are the creator of all things. Hallelujah. And by you all things consist. We know, mighty God, that you do not slumber and, and, and you do not sleep. You don't wink the eye. You don't take vacations. You don't take breaks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're always, mighty God, watching, hallelujah, over the work of your hands. Hashiah. To perfect that which you have created. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we rest in that confidence. Hallelujah, mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We rest in the confidence that you are well able. Hallelujah. We rest, mighty God, in the confidence that you are the Almighty. Hallelujah. And there isn't anything that can happen on this earth uh, that you are not aware of. And we're not aware of before the earth was founded, before you laid the foundation. Um, Glory to God. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, Hallelujah. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. We thank you, mighty God, that all the ruling of this world, all the government of this world, from the beginning of time until now, mighty God, you are, hallelujah, mighty God, the keeper of those governments. And we're absolutely certain that at this time, hallelujah, in the Western world, and specifically in the United States of America, under the leadership of President Donald Trump, that you are still God. You are still the same God. Yesterday, today, and forever you shall remain God. Hallelujah, glory to God. But you have given us a responsibility, mighty God, your sons upon the earth. As sons of God, you have given us a responsibility to know your position, oh God, in every generation. You have given us a responsibility to know what you're doing, uh, to know what you require Hallelujah, of your sons, hallelujah, upon the earth, under the old covenant, the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, they were the keeper of your word, hallelujah, glory to God, in these last and closing days 
of time. God, you are speaking to us by your son, who is the head of the body, the church. Hallelujah, God. And we are members in particular. We ask you this night, God, we join together in spirit. Oh, God, in heart, in mind, we join together, God, as we lift our voices unto you by faith. And we ask you, God, to knit our hearts together, those of us who believe you by faith, those of us, mighty God, hallelujah, who understand, oh, God, that there is a need to pray and to pray the right prayers, uh, to pray effectively, to pray fervently. Oh, God, we ask you at this time, mighty God, to reveal unto us, uh, hallelujah, clearly and precisely your position. Oh, God, my Lord, uh, oh, God, tell us exactly what you need us to pray. Uh, tell us, God, what you need us to think. Uh, tell us, God, hallelujah, what you need us to hold on to. Tell us what, you need to, what we need to confess, uh, hallelujah, God, that uh, you, God, hallelujah, will have the allowance and the access uh, to move mighty God, hallelujah, upon us, uh, move in this country, this great country, hallelujah, God, United States of America, mighty God, all the nations, hallelujah, God, uh, in the earth, look to America for leadership, hallelujah, God, my Savior, they look to America economically, they look to America politically, even socially, mighty God, all the nations of the earth, uh, all the leaders of the world, hallelujah, look unto this nation. Uh, ah, God, although America might not be precisely laid out in the scriptures, uh, oh God, it is still hidden, but I believe, God, this is a day and the age for the church to understand that where America sits in the Bible, hallelujah, that we, God, will pray the prayers uh, that you will answer, hallelujah, God. Uh, we can only pray according to your will, hallelujah. If we pray outside of your edit or your will, we'll get nothing done. So tonight, God, we're asking you, hallelujah, God, to speak to us clearly, speak to us precisely. Tell us exactly what's written in your book. Tell us the position that we need to take. And you said you have never left yourself without a witness. So, God, I'm believing, hallelujah, that you have already situated the persons, hallelujah, God, in the corners of the earth. Oh, God, that needs to join in heart and pray, hallelujah, glory to God. Pray the words that you will download in our system. Mighty God, we cannot do this without you, the earth is dying and the fullness thereof, hallelujah, glory to God, and we are mighty God, hallelujah, members of the body of Christ, we are willing, hallelujah, glory to God, we are willing God to put aside ourselves and to lay our will aside and let your will be done, we don't want to take any position that is not of thee. So tonight, God, our simple prayer to you is speak to us. Tell us, mighty God, what is your position. We're seeing things that, oh, God, hallelujah, we do not quite understand. But we are not in darkness. We are the children of the light. And you said in the Psalms 104, 
that you will tell us your secrets. You will reveal things unto us that we might take the same position with you and we might pray. That's the only way our prayers will be effective if we pray your will. Let your will be done. Jesus taught us to pray. Let your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Let your will, mighty God, be done in the earth as it is in the heaven. That which you have written in your book concerning President Donald Trump and every single one of his cabinet leaders, mighty God, and every single member in the church of Jesus Christ. It is our responsibility, God. We're the keepers of the earth. We're the watchers of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, God, my Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Give us charge, God. Hallelujah. And fill our hearts and fill our mouths with your words that we will speak, hallelujah, that which you will perform. And at this time, God, we declare, because that it is clear in the scriptures, it is declared, and we declare it plainly, we pronounce it, and we proclaim it. Satan is rebuked. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. We bind your hand and foot, Ashaya. Ah, we subvert your plan, mighty God. We release every devil of their assignment tonight, and we establish this night, oh God, and this platform that Satan is defeated, and that the church of Jesus Christ and the word of God and the kingdom of God and the government of God stands. God, it is you that take one down and put up another. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we honor you tonight as God Almighty. You're not surprised that Mr. Trump is in the position and everything that he might say and do, you're fully aware of it. But the church now, God, needs to become active and play the role that we ought to pray. The scripture says tonight in Colossians that we are members of the body of Christ. Then God, hallelujah, let us function and act exactly how you would if you were here on the earth in our place. And we bless you tonight, God, and we give you thanks that you have not left us in the darkness. Hallelujah, glory to God. But you have made us, hallelujah, citizens of the kingdom of your dear son because you have translated us into his kingdom. Therefore, now, God, cause us to arise and stand in our place that your will will be done on this earth as it is written in the heavens. And we pray this prayer by your grace in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for revelations, God. Thank you for shining the light on our situation. And thank you, God, for empowering us to stand with you to bring forth this victory again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Hey, Shia. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 
You have not left us alone to figure this out all by ourselves. You have a mouth and you just speak, oh Shayama, cause us to hear. Open our ears, let us let us hear. And our eyes that we might see what you want us to see. Show us visions. Hallelujah, God. Give us revelation. Give us charge and set us in our right place to do that which you will have us to do. And we thank you for being God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And as we close, Father God, right now again, we thank you. And we thank you. We lift our prayers up to you, Father God, and we thank you for you answering each and every one of them tonight. Father God, we thank you tonight that as we leave here, Father God, our mind Mm -hmm. shall stay on you. Our hearts shall stay on you. Hallelujah. Thank you for the answers of the prayers, and we thank you for everything that you've done. And as we close, Father God, may as we as you say in your word, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his upon you and give you peace. Please with God's angels, everyone. Good night. God bless you all. Love you all. Good night. Good night, everybody. Love you all. Good night. Good night. Keep us, keep us in your prayers. Amen. God bless. Amen. <laughs> Goodbye.